Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bums Breakdown. As always, we're John Dylan, and we'll be going over the uh, RGV Toros preview or uh, Rio Grande Valley Toros. I think RGV is a little bit easier to uh, constantly be saying today. Um, but Dylan, obviously, welcome back. Last game was against OC, first away win of the season. What did you make of that game? Oh, well, it was a blast. Um, as the OC away trip usually is, and I think as we said it would be, um, I think it maybe was the best turnout ever for the loyal traveling contingent up there. Um, it's hard to say. It was definitely less uh, controversial than last year. If you know, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great. I had a wonderful time. I had some friends show up who live in the area. Um and Loyal got the win, so uh, really no complaints for me. Yeah, it was my uh, my first away day. Couldn't have really gone any better, and I think kind of... Uh, I, I, we all know that they have been doing great this season. Um, we all know that they would kind of have a bit of a turnaround. Obviously, a rivalry game. They sat the manager right before this game, too, so the new manager bounce was going to be there, but I think kind of getting two early goals um, kind of put the game to bed nice and early. And, uh, I mean, surprisingly, looking at the stats here, only three shots for us the whole game compared to Orange County's 15, which, again, if you're looking on the stats purely alone, I guess it looks like a very kind of lucky result come the end. Um, but at the end of the day, stats don't win games, goals do. Um, but looking at the stats and kind of the overall game, do you think we deserve the win? Kind of, Would you say it's a fair result to win in the end? I, I absolutely would say it's a fair result. Um, I, I would even say that if it had finished 2 nothing, I would still think it was a fair result. Um, I think the fact that Loyal only had three shots in the whole game and only one shot in the final 70 minutes of the game um, was kind of a symptom of getting two goals in the first 20 minutes, right? Um, you know, a team like Orange County who struggles to score, if you're 2-0 up in 20 minutes, there's no reason to, you know, punch out of your shape and give them a chance um, they only scored once we went down and they to 10 men, they had like 15 minutes of extra time. So um, I thought despite the low amount of shots and what the score line or rather the stat line might suggest. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty dominant performance from Loyal for the most part. And see, that's what happens when you get two goals in the first 40 minutes. I mean, we've had what is our ninth game of the season. So we went eight, got eight games without scoring a single goal in the first 40 minutes. So uh, maybe we uh, maybe we were right that scoring a goal early on next year. Yeah, we'll get the message to Nate, see if they can do that again. <laughs> um, but definitely kind of, it calmed my nerves a bit and I think, I, I was shocked that we got two goals early on, um, but definitely just allows you to kind of play the game a bit differently. You haven't got to kind of chase the game, you haven't kind of go all out, come in the end, you can kind of relax, settle in a little bit more. Um, but again, kind of any stand-up players for you? I know we've had a few injuries here and there. Um, so it's been tough without having a few guys kind of fit in different positions, but um, any standouts for you from the OC game? Yeah, I thought Toomey looked great. Um, that was one hell of a finish. Uh, he, you know, really thumped that thing. It wasn't really the, the position so much that made it go in the back of the net. It was just how hard he hit it. Um, not that it was a poorly placed shot or anything. Um, but uh, yeah, and I thought he did well to get that shot off as quickly as he did. Domus did good to get on the ball there. Um, yeah, Koke had a nice game too, made a couple good saves. Um, I thought managed his box pretty well. Um, truth be told, this wasn't the game I focused the hardest on, uh, just amongst the atmosphere and with some friends and, um, the beers on the bus, cough, cough. Uh, you know, it wasn't my most focused performance as an analyst, but, um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely say Koke and, uh, Toomey. How about for yourself? For me, I mean, Toomey, Toomey was great. I think for him, kind of playing in more of a different role as far as I think more of a striker than kind of a 
the, the winger kind of attacking midfielder has been playing recently. So him and Damas are kind of haven't looked too bad up top. Um, and Damas actually got the assist for the Toomey goal as well. So and even if Damas isn't scoring, he's kind of uh, chipping in with the assist there and now, which is good to see. Um, but aside from him, Corona, obviously the, the penalty was a great penalty and just kind of his leadership in the middle, especially after Charlie Adams came off injured um, in the first half too. So I think Corona is stepping up this past few games, kind of um, really shown his worth. And I think obviously we know how good he was early on in the season, but I think now we're kind of seeing more of that, um, whether that be more so with stats and kind of goals and assists now. Um, but I think just kind of stepping up and being a leader in the team. Um, it's definitely what we need, I think, if we want to go on and kind of reach our expectations this season um, of going far into the playoffs. And after that, I want to kind of roll in nicely into kind of, we are nine games into the season now, essentially a quarter of way into the season. We're going to be uh, 34 games to, uh, to wrap things up. Um, so far, we're second after nine games. And I think for me, I think before the season started in our season um, preview episode, that I went with to finish fourth in the Western Conference. Um, it's obviously doing much better than what I expected. But in your opinion, do you think that we are kind of punching above our weight right now? What would you make of how we played so far and kind of where we are currently sitting in the table? Um, I, like you, I think I had us predicted maybe finishing third, but um, not in the top two in the West. Uh, but so just looking at the table, 17 points from nine games, five wins, one on the road, two draws, two losses, 13 goals scored, eight goals conceded. If you'd just shown me that table uh, before the season, I would have taken it in a heartbeat. Um, I think the reason that people maybe are feeling that we aren't quite clicking yet is because of the we're not scoring as freely as we'd like. We've conceded a couple not great goals. Um, so I actually don't think we're overperforming. I think we're underperforming, and I think this team can still get better. Um, so do I think we're going to win the West? Honestly, I don't. I'm looking at Sacramento. They've, in eight games, scored 14, conceded two. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, don't know if that's sustainable, but I, I think we're a real contender for second place at this point, um, you know, quarter of the way through the season. I mean, you look at it too, and obviously you know that in the uh, USL this year that I don't think there's a, a huge difference between the, kind of the top teams and the bottom teams um, across the board. And you look here down to, I mean, you've got from first place down to fifth place is two points to, uh, to split those guys. So I think, yeah, definitely we're not playing as good as we should be and good as we can be. Um, and I think also if you kind of, the with the El Paso loss, you turn it into a win. We're top of the table, obviously, um, Sacramento will have a game in hand, but I think there's definitely games that we've played that I felt like we could have turned into wins. Um, so, I don't know. I think Sacramento are, are going to be the, the team to beat this year, especially, I mean, I think across the whole of the USL, not just on the uh, Western Conference. Um, obviously, you know, Charleston are uh, flying right now as well. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're looking good. I, I'll i be honest, after watching what, we've, what I've seen so far, I think second place um, should be kind of at least the Tiger expectation now. Um, but I think always everyone at San Diego Loyal always wants to kind of be at the top, always wants to be winning. Um, and I think the kind of the heartbreak in the playoffs these last few years um, kind of makes us want even more. Um, so again, we all know how important the league is. I think we all know that when it gets to kind of the nitty gritty come the end of the season, um, hopefully we are kind of firing all cylinders um, and getting there. But obviously we've gone through kind of, uh, I mean, we'll go through for you kind of, We'll go through kind of a few standout players and anyone else I would say that's kind of... We'll do anyone that's disappointed you so far this season too. Sure, yeah. Um, so standout players for me, uh, Charlie, I think 
when he's been fit this year has maybe been having his best season thus far. Um, I really think he's found a way to take control of games uh, more completely than he has in the past. Um, And that's maybe a bit of a tactical tweak from Nate kind of moving him into those wide deep spaces to allow him to cross, which he's really good at. Um, So Charlie's one for me, Joe Corona. I, I mean, not that I didn't expect things from him, but like, I mean, he's everything I could have asked asked for and probably a little bit more. Um, and then Nick Moon. Um, I also think Nick Moon has definitely had his best stretch of the season, or rather with Loyal. Um, he looks more decisive. Um, he's as good a dribbler as ever. I'm, I'm really bummed he's going to be suspended for this game. Um, so those would be my big three off the top of my head. Um, as far as disappointment, I, I don't want to like I don't want to say disappointed. We can um, do maybe, room for improvement. Yeah, yeah room for improvement. Um, <laughs> so Guido, I would say not so much because I think he's played badly when he's on the field, but because he hasn't seen a lot of game time, I'd obviously like him to be fit. Um, but also, I I think he's just like thinking a little too hard sometimes. Like he'll he'll dally on the ball a little bit too long, wait too long to make a pass. Like, I think he's just in his own head a little bit. So I, you know, I want him to, I want to see him just like relax and have fun and play his game. Um, and then the other person I would say is just the whole of the attack basically needs to kind of like figure it out. Um, there are bits and pieces, good things that like are there. Um, Domus has had some good moments. Toomey's had some good moments lately. Conway's had some good moments. Collier has had a couple of good moments. Um, I, I, I'm just waiting for it all to start clicking. So I would say uh, the offense as a whole is kind of my other pick for that. Yeah, to be honest, I'd have to agree with you probably in all of those picks you've gone with there. I think I would probably chuck in maybe Simba as far as someone who's done well, but I don't think he's seen enough game time to really say that he's been a, been a key or a standout player. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think for me, Guido has been... Definitely one I, I would have expected more from him so far this season, but I'll be completely honest, I think he's still kind of carrying a little bit of a knock. Um, I don't think he's fully match fit and ready to go yet. Um, so again, we all know how good Guido can be. We all know how good he has been recently um, going into last season too. So again, that's kind of it gives us a bit more excitement too that we know kind of we're still not there yet. Um, especially kind of touching on Damas and the rest of the attackers too, obviously Damas. Um, I don't think it's definitely lived up to expectations so far, um, but I think he's still kind of trying, pressing, kind of he'll get there eventually. Um, and then Conway too, I think he kind of had a rough start to the season, um, had a good patch of form, and then with the injury, um, I, I, it's going to be tough to kind of whenever he comes back in the team, but hopefully he kind of gets a, back up and running again soon. Um, and we see them kind of Conway and Damas building that partnership uh, going into the rest of the season. But moving into the upcoming game this weekend against RGV, uh, so far this season, they're currently sitting in 10th in the Western Conference. They have had one win, five draws, and two losses, and their only win has come versus Detroit City. Their uh, draws have also been against some decent teams, Monterey Bay, they've drawn against them twice, drew against Oakland um, and New Mexico in the last game, they drew 2-2, although they were leading that game 2-0 for most of that, I think kind of two late goals, very uh, unfortunate to concede. Um, and on the road too, they play three away games, a win, loss and a draw. Um, so again, mixed bag all around. Um, definitely not a, an amazing start to the season for them. But Dylan, do you, do you think the, kind of, the results reflect fairly on uh, RGV? Do you, do you think they should be doing better this season? Um, what do you make of it? Um, I think it's maybe about fair. Tenth is maybe a little bit harsh, um, but the West 
as it was last year is again just such a strong conference that um you know you don't have to be bad to be in the bottom like three or four in the west you just have to be like not at your best you know um so i uh i think rgv what they do well is they're very compact they they don't concede that many goals although they have had a couple stinker games this year um but i I think generally speaking we struggle against them um so I, I do think it's fair where they're at, though, because of all those draws. I mean, five draws in eight games, uh, that's not going to get you very far. Um, they don't score many goals. So it's all well and good to not concede. Um, that's super important. But you, you also have to be able to put it, put the ball in the back of the net. They've got one win this year. Um, so, yeah, I think 10th is about fair. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them like fighting for one of those last playoff spots come the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Western Conference too. I mean, I think any one of those teams can make the playoffs. Maybe, I mean, bar Vegas who are yet to win a game yet. Um, but you made a good point there as far as goals go. They've only scored six goals so far in eight games. That's currently the second lowest amount um, in the whole of the USL, only to the team that they beat, Detroit City, who've only scored four goals in nine games. Um, and then look at the rest of the teams around that. I mean, you've got in the, at least in the Western Conference, the second one after that is Las Vegas on eight goals. Um and surprisingly, Louisville City are only scored seven goals um, so far this season too, but they're currently in third in the Eastern. So again, not a team that will score a lot of goals. Um, and I mean, it's, you can see the 10, so nearly about the same as us. Um, but not the most exciting team, not the worst team. Um, a bit of a mixed bag, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be close in the Western Conference. Um, but we'll move into kind of how they play. Um, got here basically an extremely fluid 4-4-2 um, which, again, it sounds like a, a, a kind of a, a big word. Well, not a big word, but fluid, a fluid 4 for 2 But, again, their fullbacks push on, press on, overlap the, uh, the right midfield. Jonathan of Ricketts will be kind of um, a standout guy for them, a right back pushing on there past their right midfielder. Um, very condensed and narrow out possession. So, again, we'll be kind of forced to play out wide, which, again, is what we kind of play normally anyway. Um, and they've got some decent kind of high pressure um, up top as well. But then obviously from limited watching of RGV, um, any kind of standout players, any kind of notes that you want to kind of bring up on how they play as a team? Yeah, I think um, I watched a bit of their game against New Mexico, which was their most recent fixture. They drew two to two uh, at home, I think it was. Um, And they had a real emphasis on pressing the central midfielders of New Mexico or rather press whoever had the ball in the central areas. Um, I don't know if that was a game specific thing, because I'll be honest with you, that's really the only RGV game I've watched this year. Um, but I do kind of, to your point, I wonder if that will kind of play into our hands a little bit because we love our wide buildup. We love our crosses. Um, but again, I don't know if that was a game specific thing. Um, but yeah, I, as far as standout players go, um, you mentioned, uh, their right back. Uh, Ricketts is big in them, both in terms of defense and attack. He likes to overlap and get involved. Um, and then Aqua in defense also. Uh, I remember when they were at Torero Stadium last year. Um, I think we won that game 2-1. to one, um, But it, I, re- I remember they gave us a hard time. Like We, we struggled to beat them in that game. Um, and I remember Aqua impressing me. Um, so I'm excited to see him again and see uh, if he's, you know... Imp- improved at all yeah and the other two ones here i've got uh, cristiano francois um up top a uh, haitian international um so it'll be uh, almost francois versus damas battle of the uh, the haitians and then um jose francisco torres who uh, i think he's got 
I think I looked, he had 23 caps for the uh, US men's national team. Um, last one coming in 2013. So um, over 10 years back now, uh, he's, he's 35 years old. He's obviously a very experienced player, played most of his career in Mexico. Um, so he'll be decent for them in the middle. Um, and a, a fun fact here, I actually believe I played against Jonathan the Ricketts in college. Um, so another uh, a random fact there. Um, I don't remember Small playing world. against him. Um, but he played at Bryan College uh, in Tennessee. And then uh, we'll move into the lineup here. Um, I've got the lineup from the last game. Essentially here, they've got Derek in goal. Um, I don't think it sounds purely like Derek. Um, but uh, Rick is a right back. Akway and Benitez, two centre backs. Rittondale at left back. Um, into the midfield here, we've got right midfield Ruiz. Two centre midfielders, Cabezas and Torres. Left midfielder, Coronado. And then two strikers here, Francois and Davia. So again, pretty kind of bog standard four for two, a very kind of um old school English four for two formation. Um but again it's very fluid. Again, the fullbacks push on an attack. Um but it's not really too much to really touch on with them. I mean, like I said, they're they're not doing great so far this season. Um not many kind of two big names um and standout players. Uh so I said it's it's an interesting one, I guess, more of the the unknown. Um, but then we'll uh, we'll roll into our lineup here, which again has been a been a hard one to predict here and there. Injuries have made it a little bit easier. Um, but Dylan, we'll go through the the goalkeeper and back line. Um, who do you think we we'll go with coming up this weekend? Sure. So um, as we said last week, I think we're just going to keep going Koke and goal until we are given a reason to think or an understanding of what the rotation there might be like. Um, so Koke and goal again, he's been playing great lately. Um, the back line is tough because with Nick Moon suspended for this game and Blake Bodley having been injured, um, I'm pretty sure that leaves our only fullbacks as Elijah Martin and then like Adrian Perez has been kind of a makeshift fullback there. So that said, in the back line, if Elijah's playing fullback, which we'll get to, I think that means Simba has to start, right? Because I don't think anybody else is there. And he's still hurt. Yeah, Camden. Camden's the other one. Um, or Camden, and yeah. And I feel like he has been preferred to Simba a bit. Um, yeah. I I would like to see Simba go, though, you know, personally. I, Camden's been good, um, but I, I think Simba's been really hard done by not getting more game time. So we've gone with Simba, but you're right. Yeah, Camden is maybe the other shout there. Um, and then Stoneman and Adams, I think, at this point are pretty nailed on if they're healthy. I don't, I don't think they won't be playing. Yeah, I think with, with Camden, too, I think if you kind of, I mean... You, you got look at the lineup there. I mean, you're going to have a centre back option off the bench in Camden, and you'll have a midfield off the bench, midfield option off the bench in Camden there as well. Um, obviously, with Charlie being out too, there isn't really any other centre midfielders that will roll into the uh, the midfielder portion of our team here. Um, but I think Riley off the bench kind of gives us the option whether we need to bring on a centre back or a centre midfielder. Um, he can play any of those, but if it's Simber off the bench, it's going to limit to where he can't play. Um, and you kind of moved into a fullback there, Elijah and Perez. So, again, if Bodley's back, I think he'll be back in the team. But again, with injuries and whatnot, we uh, we don't know what's going to go on there. Um, and then into the midfield and attack here. Um, I guess the question really is, do we go with a midfield three and a front two or a midfield two and a front three? Um, and who uh, fills at those spots? Um, I actually think we might see us go with something a little closer to a true midfield three this game. Um, granted, it'll probably be kind of fluid like it always is. But the reason I say that is um, 
again, going off the very small sample size I have of RGV this year, um, they seem to like to press centrally. Um, so I think we would be wise to give ourselves an extra man in that central area to help facilitate the balls out wide, which is, you know, as we said, I think what we're going to be looking to do here. Um, so I'm hoping or thinking we might go with a more kind of three man midfield, but again, always kind of fluid, but anyway, we've gone Corona, Martin and Guido. Um, I, as you said, I, I think Charlie's going to be out. He came off kind of early against orange County. Um, Colin, I actually think has been playing better lately. I think he's starting to find his feet this season. Um, and then Guido came on and played, I, like, I don't know, 70 minutes. So I, I think he's fit. Um, and if he's fit, he should be on the field. So um, those are the three I've got. Yeah, and I think obviously going over midfield three is a smart choice against um, RGV as well, especially when they like the press down the middle there as well. Um, and I think it'll be going back to the kind of fullbacks here too with um, Elijah and Perez. I know Perez was caught out um, against El Paso uh, for their second goal. Um so I'd imagine Perez more than likely will be on our right-hand side, Elijah on our left-hand side, to kind of deal with uh, Ricketts pushing on on their, on their right-hand side too. Um, and then strikers here, I mean, we're left with kind of Damas and Toomey. Um, again, injuries, Conway, Collier have been out. Um, so we've got no idea about those guys. So maybe one of those comes back in. But I think Damas and Toomey have looked fairly decent up top together. Um, if Conway or Collier is back fit, would you put one of them over one of Damas or Toomey? I actually would not. Um, I I still think Conway is maybe the long term, like one of the two guys we're going to want up there. Um, but Toomey's playing really well. And I think, you know, like we alluded to earlier, um, Loyal didn't have to do that much attacking for most of the game this past weekend. So um, it was only you know, scant pieces, but I, I think I saw the the beginnings of a good relationship there between Toomey and Damas. It seemed like they moved off each other well. Um, so I would like to give another another chance for that to, to work a bit. Um, and also, uh, you know, even if Conway's fit, if Collier's fit, like, there's no need to rush them. It's a long season. Um, and Toomey's hot. Damas, uh, I think, is someone we need to just play into form. So to me, it's kind of a no-brainer to go to Damas and Toomey, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, especially with the way Nate kind of rolls in the kind of the uh, the guys come back to injury more than like they'll stay on the bench and then come on um, and, well, whenever they can to kind of get some uh, from game time, some minutes in their bag. Um, and we'll move into the key matchups there again. Go through kind of the, the question style thing here. Um, my kind of main questions are really, can we score early again and uh, dominate the game like we're doing against Orange County? Can we bounce back after losing our first home game? Hopefully, obviously, El Paso was our first home loss of the season. Um, so hopefully we can kind of get back on the uh, the right track at home. Can we create more than three shots? Which, honestly, I, um, I'm i still shocked it was only three shots versus OC. And then here, how do we deal with the uh, RGV press? I think primarily we'll look to play the balls out wide um, the longer balls too if they do play narrow which I think will kind of uh, suit us a little bit more and then can we stop their counter attacks which again their fullbacks will push on I think if we kind of get caught napping a bit up top they'll be um, very kind of uh, they'll be dangerous on the on the attack if they can get their fullbacks pushing on um, and get numbers in behind and then can we get the ball wide to open up the narrow shape which I think will be important too um, but anything else Dylan or any kind of things you want to touch on there regarding the kind of the key matchups or uh, things to look out for uh, no, I think I think you pretty much covered it. I just a little extra emphasis on the if we can score early again, um, because I think RGV, as I've said, are a tough team to break down. Um, but if we can get one on the board early, even if it's a fluky one off of somebody's ass or something, like it can just open up the game a lot. Uh, so big emphasis on that. But no, other than that, I think you covered it. 
Yeah, I think every team that plays a four four two pretty much always defends pretty solidly um, and compact and kind of in those two banks of four with the two strikers up top. I feel like every every team that plays a four four two is usually defensively solid, maybe attacking not great. Um, but I, I always bring this back to kind of uh, the Atletico Madrid um, and the Simeone. And again, you, we all know the English style of football is a uh, Brexit ball just kind of getting behind, um, sitting if need be, and uh, and go from there. But that only leads us leads us with one more thing to wrap up here. The uh, the most important part of the show predictions. Hopefully, you've got one ready. I uh, yeah, I, I know. I know you've been waiting over. a little bit in the last few episodes. Are you ready with a prediction and goal scorers? Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about it, so I'm actually ready this time. Okay, let's hear it. I don't have to bullshit a little <laughs> bit while I think about it. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go four to one loyal. Um, I'm returning to my optimism. I know I've kind of waffled back and forth between the optimism and the like depressing realism, but uh, I'm going to keep that trend going. Um, so I'm, I'm going four to one. I'm hoping loyal can score early. I'm I'm hoping they are buoyed by the they've got the taste of blood of scoring in the first 20 minutes and they're going to be like, ooh, let's keep doing that. That was nice. Um, And also the energy at the Orange County game was special. Um, I also want to say shout out to Joe Corona's celebration. That was awesome. Um, So I'm hopeful that the crowd is really going to be up for it Saturday. um, Also for other reasons. And I just uh, I feel like. If we can get on them early, this could be like a really fun night out. So I'm gonna go positive. I'm gonna go four to one. I'm gonna go Toomey, Domus, Guido, and Conway off the bench. And then for RGV Davila, because I remember he's scored for them before. Okay. Um I think that's uh I think that's a good shout, I think. With the uh, the recent talks going on, I think we're going to see a, a great crowd come this Saturday, and um, I think it's going to be almost a I would say a party atmosphere. Um, I'm going to go very bold here. I'm going to go five two. So, I'm going five two. Oh here. my god! Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going bold. I'm going brave. I just think with the atmosphere and everything going on, um, I think there'll be even more reason to put on a show and to to kind of play well and obviously it being a, a night game I don't think we play very well in these kind of early afternoon games but 7pm kickoff under the lights plenty of time for people to get the, uh, the beers down and I think the atmosphere is going to be amazing um, goal scorers is where I, I get a bit kind of stuck now um, I'm going to go I'm going to go I'm going to go like I said we're going bold I'm going to go Dharma's hat trick okay we'll go Guido this, Gu- Guido finally scores I don't think he, sc- he hasn't scored yet this season and I'm going to go with a Joe Corona penalty. Um, even braver there. And then for uh, IGV, I'm going to go probably Francois to get a goal. Um, and then uh, I'm going to go Davia, probably the front two, I, uh, to be honest. Uh, they, they look all right, but that's what I'm going to 5-2. So we'll see again. We, we've not got a prediction right yet, so why not go bold? Um, but anything else, Dylan, to uh, any other kind of things to mention before we wrap things up? Uh, nothing's particular. I, uh, again, shout out to Joe Corona for that celebration in, uh, Orange County. That was a lot of fun. That was the passion you want to see. Um, just excited to get back out there and support the team. Um, I know there's a lot on everyone's minds, but, uh, I think maybe going and screaming for a couple hours might help. So looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. You can't go wrong with, uh, screaming at players and ref- referees from, for, uh, for 90 minutes. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. I think hopefully the, uh, after everything that's gone on, it's kind of a, be a nice way to kind of forget about everything else going on right now. Um, and kind of show you support for the the team that's here right now and 
the one everyone has kind of uh, built a community around. Um, but again, again, thanks for listening or watching, guys. And we will see you uh, for another Locals Last Call after the game this Saturday. And then going into next week, I believe it begins our long old um, away stretch, doesn't it? We um, That is correct, yes. So the uh, the next home game for us after this one, um, after May 13th, is going to be... Let me find here quickly. Uh, next home game. June 9th, yeah. June 9th, so essentially a, a whole month, near enough. And that's obviously a very big one um, in Sacramento. Um, but again, we'll see you guys very soon. And uh, go loyal.